are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Battle Red Nation, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your team every day. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman, happy to be back on this Tuesday to discuss the Houston Texans rumors. We'll have Ben Stevens on. I mean, I think we have to kind of start the show with the 2017 NFL QB draft class that just shook the entire sports world (laughs) yesterday. Oh, my my gosh. gosh. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, who, by the way, side note, I think they may throw their name in the hat to change their name soon with everything that's going on. But they have agreed to terms on a 10-year extension worth $503 million. Mm-hmm. He gets 477 in guaranteed mechanisms and gives the ability for Mahomes to have outs if the guaranteed mechanisms aren't exercised. No trade clause as well. He just broke the bank. The fattest NFL contract, the biggest contract. I mean, Chicago Bear fans, how do you feel? Oh, God, we're not about to turn into, into a Chicago Bears how do you feel moment. I don't know what I'm more in all of. The fact that he has a 10-year contract or the fact that it is worth $503 million. It has to be that it's worth $503 million because in the past, Donovan McNabb signed a 12-year deal with the Eagles in 2002. Brett Favre signed a uh, lifetime contract in 2001 when he agreed to a 10-year million-dollar deal, uh, 10-year, 100-million-dollar deal with the Packers in 2001. Drew Blesso also signed a 10-year. Michael Vick also signed a 10-year. Dante Culpepper also signed a 10-year. So the 10-year contracts... You know, those are not so far-fetched. It doesn't happen that often. And actually, you know, these contracts have 2001 for Drew Bledsoe, 2001 for Brett Favre, 2002 for McNabb, uh, 2004 on Christmas Eve for Michael Vick, and then in the, the Dante Culpepper happened in 2003. So this was in the early parts of the 2000s in the NFL that saw a lot of expansion when it came to money. And those quarterbacks, because the, remember the game started to really start to transition around that time where you needed those offenses to fly. And then we know what Michael Vick was to offenses. So the 10-year really isn't the, the head scratcher, but Cody, $503 million. Come on, man. That's Come on. Good. And listen, <laughs> he gets out of that deal at the age of what, 34, 35? So he still has another – you know, how many years he wants to play left. The way sports science is going, you'll be looking at a situation where Patrick Mahomes might have an additional five to seven years left in his career by the time this contract is over, which means he's still going to be a pretty damn good quarterback. Now, with all that being said, the number one topic after Patrick Mahomes came to an agreement with Kansas City on yesterday, number one topic, Where does this leave Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans? John, this is why I told you I do not want to see the Texans base their contract off of what Patrick Mahomes is getting 
from the Kansas City Chiefs. This is why, because I knew the Chiefs was going to break the bank for this man. And I'm not saying that Deshaun Watson is not worthy of this, but at the same time, you have to remember Patrick Mahomes is already a league MVP. He has already led this team to a Super Bowl championship. But on the flip side, Deshaun Watson is just as talented, in my eyes, better than Patrick Mahomes, but he does not have those accolades. The only accolades that he has is the fact that he is a two-time Pro Bowler. That's it. It's not fair to put the Texans, to put the spotlight on the Texans and say, okay, you need to give Deshaun Watson a similar deal to this or an even better one, which I can't imagine what a better deal than 10 years, $503 million will be. So can I, let me say something about the Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. And I'll even throw in Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson, but of course, we are talking about the Houston Texans on this show, but let me go ahead and wrap all of those guys in. In the first two years of his live NFL career, he wins MVP. Then he goes out and, and quite possibly could have won MVP again if he didn't get hurt. I think the MVP race between him and Lamar Jackson would have been phenomenal to watch, but goes out, wins Super Bowl and Super Bowl MVP in the first two years, right? Now, the quarterback I can think of that he didn't win MVP, but started off from what we what we believe is going to happen. I mean, I believe it. The Chiefs dynasty, the last quarterback to kick off a dynasty and actually win was Tom Brady. And he won six NFL championships. He has, you know, what, four in a, a Super Bowl MVPs. Uh, three regular season MVPs, I believe, or two or three, one of those along those lines. And he never got his worth, right? He signed that Kobe deal, two-year worth, $50 million for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, but he never got his worth in the NFL where it was, you know, he was a face and Peyton Manning was a face. Or he was a face and Aaron Rodgers was a face. And, you know, he never got his worth. And so for Patrick Mahomes to get this deal striked, this early in his career, right? He's only 24, 25, whatever his age is. I'm older than Patrick Mahomes. To get that deal done this early in his career for 10 years, imagine if Brady would have gotten his 10-year deal, what it would have cost the New England Patriots then when he signed it. It would have been a pretty chunk of change. Now, I don't think it would have been 500 million, of course, because the NFL back at that time, they wasn't pulling in the amount of money they're pulling in now. But what I'm getting at is, this deal should not be a shocker. I've been talking about this with my friends for months now. I didn't see $503 million. And you can probably make a case he was still kind of low ball when the original number of 400 and I think 450 came out. I, I even tweeted, I think he's still low ball, but at 500, I think that's enough. But this is what he's worth now. Boom. Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. Do we believe that any of these quarterbacks will start a franchise? Well, with Deshaun Watson, we just talked about a couple of days ago uh, that the Houston Texans will be in that third type of team, right? We compared the Chiefs to the Patriots and what we presumably think the Chiefs would do. We compared the, the Baltimore Ravens, who I also said I would personally probably you know, have the Texans a little bit over them because they haven't won a playoff game in two years and the Houston Texans have won a playoff game. But we we put the cheap we put the, the Texans around three or four, five. 
So as of right now, we currently don't believe that the Houston Texans will have a dominant uh, dynasty run. Do we believe that about Dak Prescott and the Cowboys? Hell no. Do we believe that about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens? No, we don't. So what Lamar Jackson brings to the table, Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott, they don't bring to what the face of this NFL, which is Patrick Mahomes, brings. Now, let's get that 10-year out of our head. The Texans won't sign Deshaun Watson to 10 years, and that's smart for their purposes. But they will get a nice contract set for Deshaun Watson. He already said he wants to sign a three-year deal, and I think with that three-year deal, he may still get the $50 million a year, but it won't be 10 years. It will not be 10 years because none of these guys brings what Patrick Mahomes, at least from what we've seen thus far, what he brings to the table for the NFL. He is now the face of the NFL. He is the Steph Curry of the NFL. Baby face, very marketable. Your mom likes him. Your dad likes him. The kids likes him. Everybody wants to throw no-look touchdown passes. That is everything that he brings to the NFL because everything I do, guess what it did? It won a Super Bowl, and that's the biggest key. You win a Super Bowl in your first three years in the NFL, two years starting, and an MVP. Here, kid, here's a check. You write what you want on it. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost 353 99 at advance, a big chain store. But it only costs $216.79 at rockauto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, RockAuto.com. Today, we have a special guest on our show today, Ben Stevens. From Locked On Podcast Network, he's a part of the Locked On Big Ten. Also, you guys know him from, what was it, last Thursday night? The big news kind of broke rumors of Antonio Brown and the Houston Texans flirting with one another. Ben Stevens, how's it going today? Good, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Big Ten guy by nature, but I guess I got to add NFL Breaking News Insider to my bio coming up here in the next couple of days. You're getting pretty famous out there. How, I mean, how much numbers did your tweet hit? 
Uh, it, it's close to 2000 and it really kind of took off. I know I tweeted it last Thursday. So I'm actually on the West coast right now. So I tweeted it last Thursday afternoon, I think around like 5 15 PM Pacific coast time and kind of just went around my friends for a little bit. And then it started to pick up some steam with a lot of Houston media members and just Texans fans in general. And then from there, obviously with Chad Hotrosenko talking about it and then Deshaun picking that up and then AB yeah, putting it on his Instagram, it kind of took off and went crazy. But yeah, it was a very eventful Thursday afternoon for me. <laughs> yeah, yes, it, it was one of those ripple effects. It just seems like once you put that information out, Ocho Cinco picked it up. Deshaun got a little fun with it. And then AB's Instagram account. And those were like the holy trinity of, oh, my gosh, this could possibly happen. He could actually land here in Houston. Yeah, I mean, you you said it spot on right there because I was had the same exact reaction of like, oh, my God, is this actually like, is this what's happening? Are people picking this up? Because when I tweeted it out, so I just want to remark that, you know, obviously I'm not like an NFL insider by nature. You can look at my bio and you know that I don't have a ton of NFL sources. I'm not talking to front office execs throughout the league. I don't have a ton of people within the Texans front office. I have one trusted NFL source who has led me correct on a couple of big NFL news in the past that I didn't really run with at the time because I was like, okay, I'm not an NFL news insider, but he's, he's given me some true and reliable sources in the past. And this time when he texted me on Thursday afternoon about Antonio Brown in discussions with the Texans, I was like, you know what? In the world with no sports, let's have a little fun. Let's put this out there and see if it generates steam. And sure enough, it did. And that's what we want to talk about today. How did this come about? Because we all seen Antonio Brown over the past couple of weeks working out with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Of course, we all know the the biggest possibility of him going to the Seattle Seahawks. How did this come about with the Houston Texans and Antonio Brown? Because when I saw Antonio Brown attempting a comeback, I said to myself, hmm, maybe I should write something about the Texans. They, they should spark some kind of interest in going out getting Brown, especially due to the fact that we lost DeAndre Hopkins. So how, how did this come right. about, Ben? Well, that's a great question, Cody, because when my source texted me on Thursday afternoon, the first thing he said was, do you want to break some Antonio Brown news? So I thought because the day prior on Wednesday, the video came out with AB working out with Russell Wilson at his house. I thought this was going to be maybe some Seahawks news that he was in talks with Seattle. Maybe they were trying to work towards a deal. So when he mentioned Houston, I was a little bit shocked. But then I went back and I saw some conversations between Deshaun and AB on Instagram. And from an X's and O's perspective, when you look at Antonio Brown strictly by what he can do on the football field at the wide receiver position, quarterbacks should salivate over him. And I know Russell has been in favor of bringing him in. Last year, they were talking about Josh Gordon and AB. They eventually went with Josh Gordon. Deshaun has expressed interest because if you're a quarterback and you look at what he can add to your offense, I mean, he's a top three receiver in the league when he is both physically and mentally healthy, and he can be out there and is available for your football team. So from that perspective, I'm sure Deshaun has been talking with Bill O'Brien, who is both obviously, as you guys know, the head coach and the general manager, and has made a couple uh, shaky GM moves, especially when it comes to Deshaun's options for this upcoming year. So I'm sure in discussions, they're doing their due diligence, like I mentioned in that tweet, in that report, that you know the talks are still in the very like early initial stages. There's no contract on the table yet. There hasn't been anything offered for either side, but they are talking and doing their due diligence to see what it would mean to bring Antonio Brown in. But from a football perspective, especially for the Texans, it makes a ton of sense. I know, um, you know, you mentioned when he's healthy and when he's mentally healthy, let me just say that. And that's something yeah. that is the biggest problem when you, for any team that's 
trying to sign Antonio Brown because everyone knows the talent is there. He has what it takes to bring this team or any team, as a matter of fact, to that next level. But we all know, especially in 2019, was just an awful year for him mentally. So I know this might be a little far-fetched question, but what are you hearing about the mental aspect of Antonio Brown? Not just me, you know, talking as a fan or an analyst, hoping that he comes to the Texans, but just for him as a person. Right. I mean, that's the biggest question. You saw even after he left the Raiders and got that release, then when the civil suit and the allegations of sexual assault came out against him, that even a few months later, when he had the issue with the moving truck that he has now since taken care of, he seems at least for the time being in the last couple of months, really since the end of the football season, there hasn't been any crazy news about Antonio Brown. He's just been getting back to working out. So he seems at least from a mental state to be in a little bit better of a headspace right now. But the interesting thing, Cody and Mike, is the fact that or John, excuse me, when you get to Antonio Brown coming up this next upcoming season, if you bring him in, there's still all of the conversations that you have to have with the league office, who is still currently investigating Antonio Brown themselves outside of the civil suit to see exactly how these sexual assault allegations are taking place, if they have occurred, their own internal investigation. And then if you bring him in, he can still be placed on the commissioner's exemplist right away, which means he would be unable to play for whatever NFL team took him in. So there's a whole lot of conversation surrounding Antonio Brown beside what can he add for your football team. So it's a very convoluted process when you talk about signing Antonio Brown, and there's a whole lot more that goes into it just of how he fits in your offensive scheme. Yeah, absolutely. When we look at starting back in you know September 2019, Uh, He's had countless run-ins with the law, second chances, breaking that, and just really taking away the trust that was, which was very little trust in him when the last few seasons of his, you know, so-called NFL career ended. Right. Nobody in in the NFL trusted him. The locker room in Pittsburgh didn't trust him. The Raiders went out on a limb, and they, they wanted everything to be perfect for him, and you see how that ended up, and then he ended up in New England and so on and so forth. But since September of last year, we know about his, you know, his issue with Brittany Taylor, who filed a sexual assault against him. Then January of this year, following several domestic incidents uh, in Hollywood, Florida, they showed up to his house. And I remember that video of him standing outside hurling all kind of um, just really nasty things and words to the police department yeah. while his children was av- uh, not available, while his children was around. And it, it just seems like at any moment, you know, you can be living on a beautiful, blissful high yeah. with Antonio Brown. And at any moment, you can just come crashing down. And I look at the Houston Texans. We just traded a couple months ago DeAndre Hopkins, who never, ever gave us any problems here in Houston. So the mm-hmm. question really comes down to, does it make sense and with the high risk, high reward, will it be worth it in the end? What would you what would you do to make sure he's okay? Is he going to be okay like we just talked about, everything that comes along with that? And being at the end of the day, mm-hmm. if you add him, would you be able to fix other areas of your team? Because now you have leeway at the wide receiver position. You can go out there and find like the New York Jets and Jamal Adams. Would you be able to partner uh, Will Fuller and something else to get Jamal Adams? Or what? What? Can Antonio Brown fix outside of playing receiver for the Houston Texans? Yeah, I mean, John, you bring up a great point because if he is healthy and he comes into a team, I mean, his tenure in Pittsburgh 
was such a interesting example of what it means to be kind of an overlooked guy making his way into the NFL, a late round draft pick wasn't recruited coming out of the, you know, talent rich Florida area goes to central Michigan kind of was known for his work ethic. And the fact that he was a overlooked guy, kind of an underdog status and, you know, worked his tail off to be successful in the NFL to get his way to be a top receiver. So, if he is brought into Houston from that perspective, I think what you mentioned right there is very exciting for Texans fans because if they can corral him and he's focused mentally on playing football, then you have a lot of options with your receiving core of trying to use some of those pieces like a Will Fuller to try to trade. That was one of the biggest things that I saw in replies to that tweet that I reported out on, on Thursday night was the fact that could the Texans now use one of the other receivers in what would be an overall deep wide receiver room to go out and get somebody like Jamal Adams, who has mentioned that he's not happy in New York. Could you start to use some of these receivers add trades as trade pieces? And for Antonio Brown, I think right now the you know favor is towards the organization. You're not going to have to bring him in on a very expensive contract. You can probably get a pretty good deal bargain wise and value wise for what his talent is. It's just, can you take that risk? Can you factor that in? And the thing that was very interesting to me as well was when, the Texans traded DeAndre Hopkins. Some of the reports came out that Bill O'Brien and him had some issues. He thought he wasn't a great locker room guy, which made no sense to me because everything we know about D-Hop is that he's just been the constant <laughs> professional since he's been in the NFL. So would it be worth the risk then when you know you have a pretty live wire type of player in Antonio Brown? I don't really know. But if he comes in, he's mentally there and he's physically there. It gives you a lot of options to then shell, shell out some of the other pieces at wide receiver to pro- possibly – improve your football team on the defensive side of the ball where the Texans lost a lot in the secondary and along the defensive line. You could go out and maybe add some pieces there to complement what would be a pretty good offense if you were to bring in Antonio Brown. And here's another thing about Antonio Brown. Just under 24 hours ago, news broke that uh, right now he believes that Brittany Taylor is hiding from giving a live deposition. Uh, and, and in return, Brittany Taylor's attorney uh, told TMZ Sports that that's a bunch of BS right now. She has a coronavirus. So it just seems like in the midst of trying to get your football life back on track, mm-hmm. there's still other things outside of that that could possibly derail it if it hasn't already derailed it so far, which we've seen because he hasn't been in the NFL since last September. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, again, a point that needs to be said and a point that Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk highlighted after the report came out on Thursday and he mentioned in a video talking about Antonio Brown is not only the Texans, but a bunch of other NFL teams have been high on trying to bring Antonio Brown in, but they're weighing their options as it pertains to the league office. Because again, if he's brought in, they are still investigating those sexual assault allegations. He would most likely be placed on the commissioner's exempt list. So as soon as you bring him into your football team, he's pretty much unable to play. So what is it there? And right now, I think a lot of NFL teams are kind of taking their time to see if it's worth that risk, knowing that he might not even be able to suit up if you do sign him to a new deal. Hey, Ben, last question before we let you go. Um, right now, there are three teams who are linked to Antonio Brown, the Bucks, Seahawks, and, of course, the Texans. Mm-hmm. If you had to place your money on which team is in the best position to sign him, who would you pick? You know, Cody, because I am on the Locked On Texans show, I would say that I'm going to go with the Texans in that situation, (laughs) mainly because I think that although you saw him working out with Russell Wilson, they didn't Mm -hmm. take a chance on him last year. I don't know if a lot has changed moving into this upcoming offseason. I did report, like I mentioned, I don't have a ton of other information at this time, unfortunately. I've been working with my source, going back and forth, trying to get some additional information about have those talks progressed, what's it standing like right now with the Houston Texans. 
But I know for sure, and I am positive of the fact they have been in talks, Houston is doing its due diligence to see if they want to bring Antonio in. So there's at least been a conversation there as it pertains to signing AB. So I would probably, if I had to rank the three teams you mentioned, Houston at the top by a large margin, Seattle in second place, and then I think you've seen everything from Bruce Arians and even you know a lot of the reports about the Bucks bringing him in. That doesn't seem very likely. So I would say right now, Houston is kind of the leader in the clubhouse. It's just a matter of, as we talked about, Will a deal be done? And then what does that mean as you look to the overall league office and what that would incur bringing in Antonio Brown? You know why I would agree with you on that? I mean, because I think football-wise, logically, Antonio Brown to Seattle makes a little bit more sense because they need a true dominant receiver for that offense. And I think Russell Wilson and, and Antonio Brown could do so much damage. Not to say that Houston couldn't with Deshaun Watson, but I think – schematically Antonio Brown, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I think the Seattle Seahawks would just, you know, be super fun to watch and they could really do some damage. And it may, we may get Russell Wilson's first MVP year. Yeah. Um, but I, I think when I look at Houston, I, I don't believe that the, the makeup of this organization works for Antonio Brown over the course of 16 games. And and I think, you know, that's what will kind of, I'd hold my breath on and say, I just don't think it'll work out. Yeah, no, I, I do agree with you there because I think that schematically having him play with Deshaun Watson, I think a lot of fans could look at that right now. If you're a fan of the Texans or just the NFL in general, and you know that Deshaun is such a talented young quarterback, that would be a lot of fun to play with a receiver who has the talent like Antonio Brown. They brought in Randall Cobb, as you guys know. He could be a little bit more of your slot interior threat, and then you have some big plays on the outside with Kenny Stills or Will Fuller, depending on what they decide to do with their receiving core. And then you look at Seattle, and, John, you make a great point there because DK Metcalf and AB can kind of take off the top, and Tyler Lockett can also do a lot of the same. So there's a lot of speed and a lot of talent on that wide receiving core for the Seahawks. Honestly, when you look at two destinations for Antonio Brown to go with two incredibly exciting quarterbacks and great talents in both Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, it's a lot for football fans just to even smile about, let alone those fans of those respective teams. So schematically, as we've said, the X's and O's, it makes sense to bring in Antonio Brown. But as we know with AB, there's a whole lot more that comes with it. So a lot of question marks still up in the air. But if I do get any more information, believe me, you guys will be the first to know. I will put it out there because I do trust my one NFL source. This was not a troll job. This was not me just messing around last Thursday night. I do really believe in him. No, I'm not an NFL insider by any means, but if he gives me credible information and I can trust it, which I do, I will definitely share it out there and we'll continue on with a thrill ride that has been reporting on Antonio Brown. Thank you so much, Ben. And I'll tell you the funny thing about that entire tweet was the first few lines, the first few words. I'm not joking. What was it? like? I'm not joking here, guys. This is for real. I'm not I'm not making this up. This is not a troll tweet. This is for real. Yeah, I think I said something along the lines of, I think this will seem like a joke, but I promise it's not. Because, like, if I were just to tweet out, sources tell me Antonio Brown is in talks with the Texans, I know a lot of my friends and the people that follow me would be like, okay, what is he? What's happening right now? It's a Thursday afternoon and he's bored. No, So I had to kind of preface it with that, that, hey, you know, this is actually something that was something that was true and something that I believed in. But also with the line of, okay, this is still kind of funny for me because this is not normally what I do. But anyway, you know, was able to put it out there. And I, I, again, believe in the reporting that I did. And if I have any additional information, I will definitely pass it along and continue my chase to be an NFL news insider. So at least it was pretty fun for a Thursday night. (laughs) Well, it was fun having you on and we really appreciate it, Ben. 
course, guys. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Listen, here's the thing about Antonio Brown. You mentioned it, right? One, one aspect to love about the idea, because that's what it is right now, you get them for cheap. One year, prove a deal. Prove it to us that you can stay on course with yourself first and foremost, which will then bring out the best in you and not the worst. What that deal will be worth? $1.8 million, $2.4 I mean, it'll be very low for Antonio Brown. And secondly, the one thing to not like about it is, okay, we bring you in. Are you going to be able to actually play? And that's all that matters. So the thought of having Antonio Brown and the idea of having Antonio Brown can really cause a headache to GMs across the league. Right now, it only seems like two GMs are even remotely entertaining this idea, and that's Bill O'Brien and the Seattle Seahawks GM. So we'll see. That's all I can say is we'll see. We will see whether or not everything works in favor for the Houston Texans. And, and, I, and I'll tell you what would be nice. If they actually bring him in and he's only suspended for a few games and he is remorseful, he is actively and clearly staying away because I don't want to bring him in and he's not actually doing his part. Do your part. Do everything you need to do for your children. Stay away from any temptation that's going to make you act out of character and do your best job to be the best person you are. But if that's not active and clear, then I don't want you here in Houston. And I, and I love AB as a player. I really do. But as a player only gets you so far, especially considering we have people out of this league for less. So we'll see. Well, I know one thing. If he do come to Houston, I want to be on the remix of whole lot of money. <laughs> I got a whole lot a whole- of money. It won't be for a whole lot of money, but we'll see. <laughs> Yo, you go to his go to his Instagram page, and he's literally promoting his album for a whole lot of money. Is he still doing that? Yes, yes. Because when the news broke, I immediately, you know, you jump on his social media page, and every time you go to his story, whole lot of money. That's all you hear. Oh, my gosh. Well, I know who should be singing that right now, and that is Patrick Mahomes. And I'll say this. Know that what I mentioned earlier about the 10-year contract, listen, I just don't think Deshaun Watson will get a 10-year contract, but I will say that Patrick Mahomes' contract will affect Deshaun Watson's contract monetary-wise. It's not going to be the 10 years, but he will be getting broke off tremendously, and he will be getting a whole lot of money. I'm John Sun Sports Guy Hickman. And as always, guys, I enjoy thoroughly every time I get an opportunity to talk to you guys about the Houston Texans. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texas. Like us on Facebook as well at Locked On Texas. And we have a $25 Visa gift card giveaway going on right now. Join the sweepstakes by following Houston Sports Press on Twitter at Houston Sports Press. Also, check out the website, which you can find in the bio, or you can go to www.houstonsportspress.com and subscribe by just entering your email. Very simple. Come home and get this money. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. That's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And as always, please remember to subscribe to Locked On Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, Spotify, and all of your favorite podcast streaming services. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.
You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.